All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special edition of The Yard Sign. Uh, I'm your host, as always, Johnny Torres. Uh, thank you so much for listening, watching, whenever, wherever you may be doing so. Uh, again, great numbers on the audio podcast side. If you haven't subscribed to the audio version of our podcast, just go to your favorite podcast plas- platform and search for The Yard Sign, and uh, you'll find us there. Make sure to like us, subscribe, leave a review, and share it with your friends and family if you don't mind doing so. Uh, as you may have noticed, uh, we had uh, missed a show uh, recently. We had uh, illness throughout. Uh, we had uh, Nebel, uh, who's uh, still recovering uh, uh, from a really bad cold uh, or possibly a flu. Uh, my, my daughter, you know, was also uh, under the weather. And so we decided maybe that we all needed to take a little bit of a break. Uh, but it's great to be back with you. And I wanted to do something a little different um, because... Uh, of course, uh, I hope that you all had an amazing Thanksgiving and, uh, you know, there is so much that uh, on a regular basis, on, on your average everyday basis, uh, that we have so much to be grateful for, um, you know, our health, our family, our friends, uh, our well-being, our livelihood, our freedoms. Um, and in uh, and, and this Thanksgiving uh became very reflective for me um, due to an unfortunate uh, tragedy uh, close to me where uh, I lost a friend of mine from high school uh, who was a retired United States Marine to suicide. Um, And uh, so I apologize if throughout the conversation I get uh, emotional at all uh, because it is the first time where anyone uh, that has been even that close to me, you know, even a friend from high school that I hadn't seen in decades uh, has taken their own life. And uh, you hear the statistics. Uh, you hear, I think, uh, the, 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 one, the most popular one is uh, 22 a day. Um, and, uh, and, and gosh, I mean, when you, when you really start to dissect even that phrase, the fact that we are losing 22 veterans a day to suicide, uh, it just, um, is, uh, just sounds like a, just an astronomical number, um, and a very unfortunate one. And as I've been saying for quite some time, um, you know, nothing has made me prouder in doing this little podcast here uh, than to have gotten the opportunity to have an organization like Concerned Veterans for America, uh, you know, first of all, believing in this uh, show, um, but also uh, thinking enough of myself, Anibal, uh, you know, everyone who puts the show together and, and, and the people who help us execute this show on a weekly basis to, uh, again, see us as a positive vehicle uh, to spread their message uh, of the advocacy work that they are doing for our veterans, um, the uh, other many myriad of things that they're doing that we're going to be talking about today uh, that they do for our veterans. And, uh, and so if nothing else, um, you know, I do it, uh, you know, to satisfy uh, that mission, which is to continue to spread the word about an organization uh, who is, committed and whose mission it is uh, to help those who sacrificed and put everything on the line for us here in the United States. And that would be uh, the men and women of our military. 
Uh, a name you've heard me mention many times on the show is uh, joining me today, and that would be my good friend David Houston from Concerned Veterans for America. Uh, now he's our uh, regional grassroots engagement director. Did I get that title right? You got it. <laughs> and uh, um, and like I said, I apologize for getting a little emotional there as I talked about my good friend Jay Tanzi. Um, because, uh, again, while we weren't necessarily close per se, um, you know, to have someone of your generation, to have a friend, to have someone that uh, you did spend years with um, and, and shared, you know, a, a chapter of your life with um, struggle to find the help, the solace, the, the comfort um, that they needed uh, to fight whatever it was that he was fighting um, is just incredibly heartbreaking. And so I wanted to f dedicate this episode and focus this episode on uh, our veterans because we know that in regards to mental health in general, um, and so this doesn't only apply to veterans, but mental health in general for those who are out there struggling with various issues, this time of year is incredibly difficult for them uh, because they do see people getting together, friends, family, loved ones. Um, and, uh, and, and, it, and so this particular time of year, as we all know, is especially difficult for those who uh, may be struggling with mental health issues. Um, and when it came to me finding out about Jay's passing, uh, I felt that the best way to honor him and his sacrifice and his service, uh, was to spread the message of the work that you guys are doing so that we can continue to work towards, uh, eliminating that number, eradicating that number of 22 a day. Uh, so thanks for joining me, David. Thanks, Johnny. Thanks for having me on, especially with such a, uh, a sensitive topic. And uh, my condolences again for your friend. Uh, around the holidays, it seems like a, a lot of folks um, have those wounds, uh, those hidden wounds that unfortunately um, some haven't been able to or overcome. Um, and it hits close to home. Even myself, uh, I have a few buddies that unfortunately after uh, transitioning out of service uh, did end up taking their own lives. Um, one of which was actually a, a barracks mate of mine, a uh, roommate uh, that passed away, uh, unfortunately, to suicide. Um, and every day, I think, you know, one of the, the, the biggest goals for veterans and just uh, anybody that's associated with veterans is to just be there for, for each other. You know, have those battle buddies, check in with your fellow veteran, check in with uh, your active duty members as well. Um, a lot of the this, this stuff um, that is associated with, with these things uh, can happen in service as well. Um, not only outside of service. So uh, as a civilian, um, which again, I would say the majority of our audience probably is, um, how do you broach that subject? How do you go about approaching a veteran 
whether or not you know, because again, it's hard to tell. I mean, judging by my buddy Jay's social media profiles, you know, again, we, we typically only see the best of people, you know, on, on social media and uh, he was no different. I mean, he would go hunting and he'd go traveling and I mean, you'd think he was having the time of his life. And meanwhile, he was obviously battling some demons as well. And so how do you broach the subject of ensuring that, uh, that, that someone's okay, that someone's, or that maybe, you know, maybe someone needs to talk about some of the things that they're feeling or going through? Yeah, it's, it's really tough because, uh, of course, it, it's, it's different for every, everybody is different uh, in these circumstances. But uh, I'm, I'm no means an instructor on uh, suicide prevention or intervention. Um, but the biggest thing is really just making a hard ask. If, if you're kind of if you have that feeling, that gut feeling that something might be um, might be wrong or something might be bothering a, a veteran or even a non-veteran um, to where they might be thinking suicidal thoughts, uh, just asking that direct approach um, can go a long way because really that when folks don't really hit it right on the head with a lot of folks and as a veteran myself and a lot of other veterans, uh, we're pretty blunt with things. Um, I, for instance, myself, I'll ask a fellow veteran, uh, the, the hard question. Um, but as a civilian, um, my, my suggestion would be just to check in, uh, see what's going on. Um, take a class about suicide intervention. We actually partner with a, a fantastic organization here in Florida, uh, that's called Florida leads. Um, and what they do is they, they do these suicide intervention classes, which shows you all the warning signs, everything that's associated with, um, somebody that might be thinking, um, about uh, committing suicide or ending their own life. Um, and one of the, the ways that you can uh, intervene, intervene is really just asking them, have you thought about uh, taking your own life? As hard of a question that is, um, it, it really does get to the root of the problem um, and could save somebody's life if you just simply ask them that hard question. Yeah, because as you mentioned, I mean, we, we don't know what the circumstances are going on within their life. Maybe the, maybe they're still far removed geographically from family members, uh, or maybe it is something service-related uh, that affected them. Um, do you find that uh, even in, in those situations that it helps to say, hey, why don't you come on over? for Christmas or why don't you join us for New Year's? And, uh, you know, and even I know New Year's is also a touchy subject for some veterans because of the fireworks and things like, of that sort. And so, uh, you know, those are things for, for people to keep in mind as well. But um, do you find that over the holidays, you know, sometimes the, the extending of that invitation uh, is also something that uh, is certainly not expected, but but welcome by, by many of the veterans who, who may be struggling during this time of year? Yeah, I, I think that's a great approach um, to even just, you know, uh, building that relationship up um, and in a world that can be so uh, kind of removed from each other. For instance, us today, how we're on uh, uh, virtually remote uh, talking to each other, um, having that interaction, that human interaction and having somebody over to the house, uh, share some food with um, and really just be there for them uh, in person can go such a long way. Um, even invite them out for a beer, for instance, uh, that, that would probably be uh, one of the ways that uh, I could be approached or uh, some veterans uh, might like a football game, go to a Bucks game, something like that. But just being there, um, being a good person and asking those questions, I think it just goes such a long way, um, especially in the veteran community who might be having difficulty through these holiday seasons. 
Uh, you mentioned Florida Leeds, and and again, I'm sure that you know there are a number of other organizations or resources that you can point veterans towards. Um, how, at what point, let's say uh, that you know you let's say you engage a veteran, and and they're open to an invitation, let's say whether it be for a holiday or or maybe just to grab a beer, you know. But at what point would you suggest that? that person kind of passed the baton in terms of saying, Hey, why don't, why don't we look into, you know, maybe getting you some help or getting you some resources to help you go through this rather than trying to tackle it on your own. And, and that's what can be very difficult. Um, I believe it's the, uh, that second hand really of the, uh, the mental health, uh, issues that happen with, uh, if you take it all on yourself to really try to help somebody else, um, at some point there, there's going to be a need possibly where they would have to get that care, uh, whether it be through the VA, uh, if they're a veteran, uh, to get that mental health, um, evaluation and really seek that guidance, um, that you necessarily, you wouldn't be able to do because, uh, we're not medical experts. Um, we wouldn't be able to identify the things that say a doctor would be able to, um, through those, those avenues and the resources are there for veterans. Um, one thing I do want to share as well, and maybe we could share it at the end is the, uh, the hotline, the new updated hotline, which is uh, 988. So the, that's the suicide hotline, uh, a fantastic resource for, um, for all veterans and non-veterans for, um, any thoughts of, uh, taking your own life. Um, you can text that number as well, as well as call, um, again, that's 988 for that. And I think that makes it a, a little bit easier to get the resources that somebody might need immediately um, through a one number that's uh, easy to remember. I think uh, the I've, actually I've forgotten already what the uh, the old crisis line used to be, um, but that nine eight eight number is is a great uh, resource. Well, and again, we're fortunate. We were talking about just before we we started the interview how fortunate we are to have an organization like the Crisis Center of Tampa Bay, which has really kind of set the benchmarks uh, throughout the state for how to engage a community that is struggling through mental health issues. And and uh, they've you know they they are not only working with the general public, but they also have experts that that know how to talk to veterans uh, and know how to. Talk talk to men and women, you know, and, and so it's, it's a very, um, you know, it's a, it's very much a, you know, you're not calling just a random call center, you know, they, they have very specialized trained individuals there. And, and I know that they, they are part of this kind of statewide hotline now, uh, for suicide prevention. Uh, and so I, I mentioned that only to encourage people that again, there are, uh, local entities uh, out there that uh, you can maybe point them towards uh, the, those individuals that may be needing some mental health resources. Um, on that front, why, why don't we talk a little bit about what exactly uh, Concerned Veterans for America is doing in regards to uh, getting more mental health resources and, and getting those resources faster to those veterans who need it. Yeah, so one of the biggest things um, that we we as an organization are always going to be advocating for is having more choice for veterans. So that uh, is not only mental health, but all forms of healthcare uh, that a veteran experiences, and just having more choices um, associated with their healthcare allows that veteran to get their care in a more timely fashion, um, get better care. Um, and every veteran is different. So uh, whether that be in the VA hospital, whether that be outside of the VA hospitals. 
um, getting that care immediately is uh, really the best way to mitigate things such as mental health, um, where you can get to that veteran, get the care that they need. And a lot of the, the mental health could be associated with the care they experience within the VA itself as well as all the list of different things that a veteran experiences uh, after they get out of service. And one of the ways um, that we're pushing this is actually with a current piece of legislation, which is called the GAPS Act, and that's uh, guaranteeing health um, healthcare access for personnel who have served. And what that would do is allow uh, veterans to continue using that community care option um, for them to have more choice. Uh, for instance, if they can't get a mental health uh, appointment at the VA, um, in a timely manner, they could be able to go out into the community and get that care instead and be seen much sooner than uh, the VA could have ever done. Yeah. And then, I mean, really, that's kind of been the push now for, I mean, I would say what, maybe about the last uh, six years, at least, you know, maybe closer to 10, you know, uh, from the Concerned Veterans for America has really been to expand the choices that veterans have uh, as to where they're getting the help that they need. Yeah. And it's kind of unfortunate, the uh, the status of what we see um, unfortunately, the Department of Veteran Affairs of rolling back that community care option um, is is a step in the wrong direction. All this progress that we've made, a lot of veterans benefit um, from getting uh, community care and accessing uh, that care through that option. And unfortunately, having that rolled back uh, could uh, end up in hurting veterans, uh, especially in the mental health space, um, where they could have uh, easily been out uh, outsourced into uh, the community instead of having to rely on, say, for instance, a 16-day or 20-day wait time to be seen for a mental health appointment. That's, uh, yeah, that's that's incredible, you know, especially this day and age with the technology that we have available, uh, you know, and, and uh, you know, we're seeing a lot of progress on the mental health side in terms of new companies and and innovation uh coming into that space you know the fact that you would still have to wait over two weeks to get an appointment uh is is again just totally unacceptable um to kind of get back to uh the the topic that we opened with uh in regards to because again you know the holidays being about gathering with friends family significant others that sort of thing um I know that you guys are doing a lot of cool stuff in regards to engaging veterans as well on a social level, on a communal level, you know, to bring them together. Uh, because again, it, 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 you know, the, the, you know, even though there's rivalry among, you know, the branches, uh, it is a shared experience. And, uh, and, and so what are some of the things that you guys are doing that you're having some success with in regards to, um, social opportunities, uh, in, in ways for, you know, not only veterans to come together, but also folks that may want to support our veterans, uh, you know, the, as, as far as them, how to get involved. Yeah, a lot of the uh, the stuff during, especially veteran holidays and then holidays in general, is through our sister organization, which is uh, Concerned Veterans for America Foundation, um, where we've been hosting events that really uh, empower and connect the veteran community to the local Tampa Bay community um, so that they can do Stuff that maybe, uh, for instance, they, they don't do in a, a typical week. Uh, we actually just did a, a top golf event uh, last night with some uh, student veterans from USF uh, to kind of get them out, uh, get them off campus. It's the end of the semester, connect to the community. And we also had some uh, Army ROTC cadets there too. 
Um, so they were able to share some of their knowledge from their service to uh, uh, to kind of give some advice for some future officers as they head out um, to their duty stations. Um, but things like that really is uh, just empowering and connecting veterans to the community uh, goes such a long way, uh, opens doors for veterans um, to be able to have that purpose again. Um, and I've, I've seen that that far too often a lot of veterans do transition out of service um, and unfortunately lose that sense of purpose that they had when they were serving. Um, and uh, as a veteran myself, I want to make sure that any veteran that I come into contact with uh, understands their own purpose um, and how much they bring to the table. Um, and we do that a lot through our sister organization with uh, Concerned Veterans for America Foundation. I mean, you kind of touched on something that brought me back to an incredible opportunity I had earlier this year, which was uh, being a part of the Warrior Games. Uh, and, uh, you know, just what a what a fulfilling and uh, uh, I mean, I would even say life changing experience that was for me, you know, but getting back to what you said about it. Um, the common message, the common theme that I heard among the veterans that I interviewed uh, throughout the week there was that renewed sense of purpose, that renewed sense of belonging, that renewed sense of, the, of, of them actually playing a role that mattered towards something, towards a goal, towards a mission. Um, <clears throat> and 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 so it could be engaging veterans that way, right? Uh, you know, if you have, you know, a community organization, it may be engaging them and saying, hey, um, you know, is this something that you might be interested in helping us lead, you know, and giving them, again, that, that kind of purpose, that role where they feel empowered and they feel uh, valuable, uh, like they're of, of value again to the community. Because even though... Uh, and, and I don't mean to uh, besmirch, you know, the salute to service and a lot of the, you know, these kind of gestures that we see, you know, uh, on television and sporting events and that sort of thing. Uh, I think, I mean, would it be safe to say that sometimes even among veterans, it just kind of becomes like like noise like it just kind of like okay i get it you know like it it it, it kind of loses a little bit of its of, of its power right mm. and well like for instance being thanked for your service thank you for your service that's actually mm -hmm. one of the things that i always say is that that should probably be the number one thing you should do um when you want to help a veteran just uh show your appreciation for their service but don't stop there um, because like you said, that, that ends up becoming such a uh, November comes around Veterans Day and then um, a lot of veterans become forgotten after that. And we see that even in the space that we work with with advocacy and policy um, where we want to keep that that uh, that fire going um, and understanding that veterans are still here. They have a lot of um, things that are uh, nuanced to the community that you, we just don't experience in November for Veterans Day. It's a uh, year round uh, that a veteran experiences. Um, but bringing them to the fold, I think, is the, the, the number one thing to do. And I kind of brings me back to when I transitioned out of service. Um, I kind of had the mentality going to USF, immediately went to college, um, where I really didn't associate myself too much with the veteran community for a, a good couple of years. Um, I kind of just went into the fold of how I'm going to live the college life experience, what this is about. Um, but I always had this kind of missing link. Um, to where uh, really what it was, was connecting with veterans who have been through things um, similar to me um, and getting involved with veteran communities, veteran groups is really where I felt that that missing link 
got filled. Um, and that's why we want to create as many opportunities as we can where veterans can come in and feel uh, welcomed and a part of the fold so that they as well can uh, fill that missing link. Well, and we're going to have your contact information as we usually do, along with uh, links to the website and where people can find you on social media, you know, because, you know, I think one of the things that we forget is sometimes how easy it can be to do the right thing. Uh, and, uh, you know, on the surface, you know, if I see uh, a veteran, you know, the, the, the gentlemen who are wearing the, the ball caps, you know, that uh, with their branch and maybe what, what engagement they served in and that sort of thing, I always make sure to, you know, make note of that and, and thank them for their service. And, and uh, they, they're typically pretty grateful. But in respect to the conversation, um, you know, don't assume that they've heard of Concerned Veterans for America. Don't assume that they know about what's going on in the veteran community, wherever you might be, right? I mean, you know, make sure that they're passing on, you know, even the website, you know, which is cv, the number 4a.org. Uh, that's cv, the number 4a.org. Uh, um, and uh, because, uh, I mean, the challenge with any organization uh, is is always you know getting the word out uh, right and and making sure that 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 you're reaching the people that you're trying to reach um, you know what what are what are some other ways that that you would recommend engaging veterans and uh, and and kind of bring them you know again into kind of a renewed sense of purpose and uh, and and especially what maybe what are what are some things that people typically don't think of? Or, uh, or, or consider, you know, especially around the holidays that uh, may be of need for some of our veterans out there? Well, I, I would say probably one of the biggest needs would even just be somebody that will listen to them, um, being that, that ear to listen to their stories, listen about their service, um, learn about uh, everything that they've experienced yourself, um, and, and just really listen and, and be there for them, I think, during the holidays can be can go such a long way. Um, unfortunately, as we see the uh, the different generations of veterans that are, are slowly passing with age, um, it's important to le learn of their stories because we want to keep those traditions alive. We want to keep their service uh, alive um, because as they pass, um, their stories will go on forever. Um, and one of the ways that um, our sister organization actually rekindles that is during Reese Across America uh, during the holiday season, um, laying the wreaths yep. at the, uh, the cemeteries, which will be going up on uh, December 17th. Um, okay. Real quick pitch if anybody wants to help us out. Um, we'll be going out there uh, to Bushnell, which actually is where uh, my, my father is buried as well. Mm. Um, so being able to, the holiday seasons can be tough in a lot of different regards. Um, even just uh, service members, families uh, of veterans that have passed, that can be difficult for them as well. Um, but just being that listening ear um, and being there for them, I think, is the, the number one advice that everybody could really take. Um, and that's even non-veterans as well. We all just kind of have to be there for each other um, and listen to each other. Well, and I love that, um, you know, because, again, there's nothing more stunning than seeing those wreaths, you know, when when you see pictures of, uh, of Arlington or Bushnell or some of the other veteran uh, monuments that we have throughout our community. Um, but that uh, is also a perfect example for those who may be civilians as a way that they can get involved. Uh, that, again, would be of significance to our veterans. And then obviously our veterans, um, you know, they can can get involved in doing these kind of activities as well. 
Exactly. And, and we try to make as many opportunities as we can. And actually going into 2023, uh, we have a lot more plans to make this more of a monthly occurrence so that folks say miss miss one opportunity. Well, there'll be one next month. So uh, stay tuned yeah. for those updates as we get into next year as well. Awesome. Uh, and let's let's kind of bring this back over to, again, the advocacy side um, to uh, get a little bit more topical. What what right now are you guys working on? You know, we had one of your updates recently on the show. Um, what are what are some of uh, the, the policy changes that you're currently work on? I mean, I know, um, you know, D.C. Uh, is probably going to be taking their their uh, Christmas break here soon. But, you know, go Going into 2023, uh, what what are what are those missions looking like? What are what are what are some of the things you're going to be focused on? Yeah, so as we head into next year, um, one of our biggest priorities is still, of course, choice, and we see that within the GAPS Act, like I mentioned earlier, uh, which is guaranteeing healthcare access to personnel who have served, um, and we want to take that momentum that we really got. Um, especially in the Tampa Bay area, uh, luckily have a lot of congressmen um, support co-sponsorships with that bill um, and taking that into the next Congress where we're going to see a lot of new uh, leadership, uh, especially in the Tampa Bay area, um, that might be able to really get us across the finish line uh, in terms of that, that piece of legislation. Um, and really what's important with this, as I stated earlier, is that rollback um, that unfortunately the Department of VA uh, is trying to do within the community care program. Um, and just a little bit of a, a description of what the GAPS Act actually entails. Um, what it would do is it would codify the access standards that uh, were created under the VA Mission Act, um, which was another piece of legislation that we were proponents of. Um, and codifying that would allow um, that to stay cemented in law so that the VA wouldn't be able to roll that back. Um, and we have uh, evidence of veterans taking advantage of that community care option uh, for the better, betterment of their health, their overall health and having choice. Um, so we really want to push and see that uh, really get to to the finish line next year. Um, and we're going to need help uh, from a local Tampa Bay delegation. And that's one way that you can get involved with us as well. And really putting pressure on your elected officials to uh, uh, keep up with their promises uh, as we just came out of a campaign uh, election season where uh, a lot of folks say they want to make sure that they take care of our veterans. Well, this is a perfect uh, piece of legislation that actually does take care of our veterans um, in their health care. Well, and that's another thing that you guys do is, is of course, holding those elected officials accountable, you know, because oftentimes, uh, as you know, as, as we know, as, uh, as, as um, you know, maybe since the start of democracy, you know, people will say anything to get elected. Um, but I know that one of the things that you guys do is make sure that uh, you engage those that uh, make those promises, that make those commitments uh, to helping and serving our veterans. Um, but then also make sure to recognize them, you know, when they do so and, and be sure to, you know, so um, uh, I'm guessing that's information that they could probably find on your website. If, if someone wants to look into how much or how little involved their uh, local elected officials are involved in the veteran community, how would they go about looking into information like that? So uh, my first suggestion would be to just look up their profile um, to see as we come into where these committee assignments are going to be uh, is going to be a, a good tell, tall tell sign of where that congressman or that elected official is going to kind of be gearing towards um, as they head into the next Congress. Uh, but you can also just follow us on Facebook or reach out to me personally. I'd love to dig into that research, too. 
Um, and just stay in tuned if you're a constituent, uh, that's your right as a constituent to understand what uh, is going on with your elected official. Um, and they're, they're accessible. We always uh, make sure to tell folks that, hey, if you have a question of your congressman or woman, uh, reach out to their office, go to their office um, if you can, if they're not uh, closed up. Um, and ask those questions, ask those hard questions. We'll, we'll give you the tools and the, uh, the different things that we're doing personally as an organization um, to kind of put that fire under your elected official to, uh, to make things happen uh, for our veteran community. And then right now, is there anything you're, you're kind of driving uh, some of your more engaged uh, supporters uh, to, to doing? I mean, or, or is right now, are we kind of in a holding pattern uh, until they reconvene after the holidays? So it is a little bit as we come up with the holidays, it's kind of a, a little bit of a pause, um, but the work doesn't have to stop. We actually have a website that you can go to that's uh, the GAPS, it's gapsact.com. So that's G-H-A-P-S act.com. And what that is, is a, it's a letter that would, um, so it's a pretty cool system that we have. You just fill out your information there. You'll see the letter um, asking your elected official to co-sponsor or get in support of uh, this piece of legislation. And what it will do is on your behalf, send it to that office. Um, So it's as easy as going to that website, filling out that information um, and making that ask of your elected official uh, as a constituent of theirs uh, to help us really get this GAPS Act, the notice that it deserves. Um, and help us get it across the finish line. And as we get into the next Congress, um, that'll be a lot of the work that we're going to be doing, as well as some office visits as well. If uh, you like to uh, to be face to face, we can uh, we can arrange that for sure. Um, just reach out to me. Um, follow us on our Facebook page. You can find our group page, which is uh, Concerned Veterans for America, Tampa Bay area, um, where we post a lot of the stuff, opportunities uh, to get involved. Um, we want to make sure that we give you the tools to be the best advocate. Uh, in your local community, because uh, there's only one David, um, but uh, you being able to help us spread that voice of veterans uh, across the Bay Area, is such a huge uh, multiplier uh, where you could help us out. Well, and I think you made a great point there that I'd like to reiterate, which is, you know, having myself worked in a Senate office, uh, you know, it's it, there's lots of ways that you could motivate uh, and encourage your elected officials to do the right thing. Uh, people don't realize the tried and true still works. I mean, phone calls still work, letters still still work, and uh, and I wouldn't do form letters. I would do you know a handwritten letter doesn't have to be more than a paragraph or two. Um, And then, like you said, taking opportunities to visit those elected officials and meet with them face to face. I mean, that's a very powerful uh, thing to do. And I think uh, especially our veterans underestimate how powerful that can be. Uh, And for those who need it most, uh, again, you know, they they need every opportunity they can to uh, continue to get the care that they deserve. And so um, it may be getting in front of that one level legislator who, you know, isn't quite getting the message. Uh, but, you know, again, luckily here in Florida, I think, uh, you know, I, I, I would hope uh, that we're kind of moving in the right direction in terms of, you know, how we're taking care of our veterans. But, you know, the VA at the federal level, I mean, obviously, it seems like, it, it, you know, you kind of take two steps forward. And sometimes it feels like you're kind of taking two steps back right after. Um, and so, you uh, 
you know, I, I guess for, for your sake, the work is never done, you know, so mm-hmm. you'll, <laughs> you'll, you'll be with the organization as long as you want to be. And, uh, but, uh, unfortunately for our veterans, there's still a lot of work to be done in terms of, again, keeping our promise, uh, as they, uh, kept theirs uh, to us in, in their service. Um, uh, again, I want to remind people that, you know, maybe advocacy is not your thing. Maybe maybe getting involved in the political process uh, is not your thing. There's a lot of also social elements uh, to the organization where you can help veterans uh, by getting involved and, and engaging them. And, and maybe it's just uh, helping uh, more veterans learn about Concerned Veterans for America um, and, and getting them in front of the right resources. But uh, again, I wanted to take this opportunity uh, again to uh, commemorate my friend Jay's life, uh, you know, by spreading the message that you're not alone, um, especially for those of you who have served our country. You know that your brothers and sisters in arms are out there for you. Um, and, uh, you know, myself, David, uh, you know, we, we, we are certainly here for you. If you want to reach out to us, we'd love to talk to you. Um, and we'd love to help you get uh, the help you need, the resources you need, or maybe uh, just uh, be someone to talk to um, David, uh, I, we are going to have it in the description, but let's go ahead and, uh, if you don't mind, just go uh, give us uh, your contact information anyways for those who may be listening to the podcast right now. Sure. So you can contact me uh, via email, which is going to be D-H-U-S-T-O-N. That's D-H-U-S-T-O-N at cv4a.org. Um, or you could text me or you can give me a call. It's going to be 813 813- Eight zero seven zero seven four two, and I try to make myself as accessible as possible. Um, texting is actually my preferred method uh, because I can get to you immediately if I'm in a meeting. Um, but phone calls work too. Um, and please, again, if if you, the best part of this organization is that we have so many different facets um, to our mission that need to be filled. So whatever your passion is, or wherever you see yourself being a good fit. We're going to make that fit so that you can help us and help veterans uh, really voice their concerns and uh, be that voice. Um, and that's one of the best uh, parts of my job that I love is is really just finding uh, what folks' passions are um, and then putting them in that fold and run with it uh, to, to help uh, move the ball and get our mission accomplished. Uh, so as you said, advocacy uh, is one of our number one things. But of course, there's a multitude of things uh, that you can get involved with us and help us out. Yeah, because uh, again, especially around the holidays, uh, we know that times can get tough. You know, we know that the economy's in a tough place right now. Um, and so, you know, don't, don't put the concerned veterans for America in a box. Um, you know, if, if, uh, you know, the, if you're having, trouble getting food on the table you know maybe you need a maybe you need a hot meal uh maybe you need a place to stay you know again you know uh whatever it may be uh whether it's for yourself or maybe a veteran that you know uh that is in need uh you know please feel free to reach out uh and uh again we'll 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 connect you to the right people to get you in the direction that you need to go in but uh david thank you again for all the incredible work you're doing 
Uh, I appreciate you making time uh, for me to, uh, again, spread this message uh, in honor of my friend Jay. Um, uh, and, uh, and, and again, you know, 22 a day is 22 too many. And uh, anything we can do to continue to uh, work against that number, um, you know, I'm on board for. So, uh, again, for those of you watching, listening, uh, look up Concerned Veterans for America. Uh, especially around this time of year when our veterans uh, need us most. And, uh, and again, please feel free to reach out if there's anything we can do for you. All right. Anything else, David? Uh, other than thank you, Johnny, again, for having me on today. Uh, I did want to pitch that, that hotline again as well, that 988 yeah, number. Um, that's a, a very important number to remember um, to share across uh, all communities uh, to know that, that that is a resource there that's easily accessible through your phone, texting or phone call. Um, and again, uh, like you said, Johnny, reach out uh, to us. Our sister organization, the foundation, uh, does a lot of work in making sure that we're connected to the Bay Area community. So if we can't necessarily uh, mitigate an issue, we're going to try our hardest to find uh, the best avenue and the best resource uh, for you as a veteran or a, uh, a veteran supporter uh, to get the assistance that you, you would need. All right. Thanks so much, David. Talk to you soon, buddy. Thank you, Johnny. All right. Bye.